A few days ago, I was trying to read this article called Why You Probably Won't Finish Reading This Story. And it was a great headline because I was immediately hooked and I took that as a personal challenge. I was like, I'm going to read this entire article. It was about a thousand words, but it took me three hours. It took me three hours to read one article. And the reason why it took me three hours is because to prove the article's point, my attention was being pulled in every direction. First, I got a phone call and then Savannah managed to make a huge mess while she was eating like food in her eyelids and in her hair. So she needed a bath. And then my mom also called me on FaceTime. And if you know us Rogers people, our conversations are never short. And then by the time I finished reading the article, I looked up and it had been about three hours. They talked about just how our attention is being pulled by technology. And although it wasn't something that I wasn't aware of, it was definitely something that made me think twice about my attention as well. And then to go further into it, Johan Hari also brought up how it affects our sleep, how our lack of attention affects our sleep. And so I wanted to look into that a little bit more. I definitely know that I could be getting more sleep if I would just pay attention to the things that would help me sleep. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about how to pay attention to sleep. My name is Brittany and you're listening to the Mom Homie Podcast. Look out for tomorrow's blog, which will expand on this a little bit more in just terms of talking about sleep deprivation and how social media plays into that, but also how to combat that as well. If you're into it, it will drop on momhomie.com at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. I don't have to tell you guys that sleep deprivation affects our mood and our alertness and our memory and that it lessens our attention and impairs our judgment. Like I'm sure you guys know all of that. Sleep research is not something that's new. However, I think that, you know, when you hear those things out loud, it kind of puts things in a perspective and makes you wonder, you know, were you feeling a certain kind of way because you didn't get enough sleep and why didn't you get enough sleep? And I think the important thing is that we always ask ourselves that question, like, why didn't I get enough sleep? Because I know for me, as much as I want to say being a mom has affected my sleep, I've, again, never been a good sleeper. A lot of my issues had already existed. And then becoming a mom just sort of amplified them. And now knowing that I need to sleep so that I can function and take care of my girl, I, you know, wanted to jump in and just like ask myself more questions about it and find out like why it is that I um, am losing sleep. And so one of the things that I really combated with is I'm like, am I too ambitious? I'm like, moms, are we too ambitious? Like, am I like, do I want to fulfill too much in one day? Am I trying to, you know, find a way to be me, but also be mom and then be the wife and keep my house clean and be a good pet mom and all those things, you know, be a good daughter, be a good friend. Like, 
There's just so many things that are pulling us in different directions. And so, you know, I ask myself sometimes, I'm like, am I too ambitious? You know, is it ambitious of me to want to fulfill myself creatively and want to, you know, write and and podcast and, you know, create videos and whatever it is? Like, is that too much? And I always tell myself, no, like I'm not too ambitious. I don't think that I'm the best manager of time. I'll say that. That's something that I'll, you know, keep working on and and I'm growing in. But the other thing is that, you know, I, I tell myself, I'm like, no, it's not that I'm too ambitious. It's that I'm not focused. I'm distracted. And so I, you know, have come up with ways to sort of limit those distractions, which I will get into towards the end of this episode, because I obviously want to share some of my tips and tricks on how I've been able to get back some of my time. And I think that a lot of the distractions end up pushing my time to go to sleep later and later and later. I mean, recording this is a perfect example. I wanted to record this past weekend. I didn't get to it. And now I'm feeling like the pressure's on to hurry up and get it recorded and edited and out. And I still want it to be of quality. So at this point, I'm telling myself, you're going to finish this no matter what, which means I'm probably going to be going to bed late tonight. And it's so easy to push our sleep to the side and, and compromise our sleep and think that, you know, we don't need it by all means of everything else. And, you know, I want us to shift that, you know, and to understand that our sleep is just as important as anybody else's. So what are some of the things that are against us sleeping? Well, obviously there's life's distractions and unfortunately family and friends are included in that. But because obviously we value our relationships to our family and our friends, it's something that we're always going to um, have to find a balance to. For example, I speak to my mom every day, if not every day, at least every other day. And every time I speak with her, it's about an hour or more. A little while ago, I had been thinking, you know, I love talking to my mom, but I probably need to limit our conversations to maybe 30 minutes, especially because in that hour, we weren't necessarily talking about a lot of things. We just had a lot of lulls in our conversation. But if we have shorter appointed conversations, then maybe they'll be more exciting. Maybe we won't have any lulls and, you know, allow us to both get some time back. And so that's just an example of, you know, a distraction that is a good one, but still one that could be better when it comes to just balancing um, our time. And then the other thing, obviously, is technology. Now, technology has opened a lot of doors for many of us. Uh, Without technology, I would not have a business. So I'm not saying technology is a bad thing, but I think that our access and the way that we use it is indulgent to say the least. And I think that there's just too many forms of communication. It's similar to that paradox about the ice cream shop where if you go in and there's 20 different flavors, you're not sure which one you want because you have too many options. You want to taste all of them because you have too many options and then you still have a hard time picking them versus if you go into an ice cream shop that has three choices like vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate, 
it's a lot easier of a decision to make. And we make a lot of decisions every day. We actually burn calories making decisions every day. So, you know, knowing that we have so many ways to reach each other through technology, we have to ask ourselves, like, what do we prefer? And not necessarily always cave into what somebody else prefers. Because the thing is, is that you'll drive yourself mad trying to be present on all of the things all the time. It's better to sort of compartmentalize and to even time block, you know, certain things. Maybe you'll be on social media Tuesday and Thursday, but use the phone every Wednesday. Some of what the sleep research has said about our attention, and I got this from sleepfoundation.org, is that we have a fear of missing out. And so what a lot of people are doing is when they are asleep with their phones, they tend to check it every 15 minutes and that interrupts the sleep-wake cycle. And so you're tricked into thinking that you should be awake and energized and also the light from the phone will make you think that it's a certain time of day And that's going to also keep you awake and energized instead of allowing you to get the rest that you need to wake up and actually feel energized. So these are some of the things that keep us up at night and they're totally in our control, except for Johan Hari would argue that the way that the social medias work is that they are meant to pull our attention. And the way that our phones work is that they're meant to pull our attention, which is why we get notifications and emails and the dings and the alerts and and things like that. And if you watch the Social Dilemma documentary, it even gets into how our psychology has been, I don't want to say played with, but has been examined so that it can be used to pull us in a certain direction, a certain way. Because what the social media has promised to do is to take our attention and to take our information and give it to the highest bidding advertiser so that they could get in front of us. Now, I don't necessarily disagree with this model as long as there's transparency about it because it does benefit people like me who have a small business and want to get in front of certain people so that I could have clients and things like that or customers. But I think that where the problem is, is that it's excessive. Some would argue that the lack of sleep is not because of technology. And that's what two Harvard psychologists, Matthew Killingsworth and Daniel Gilbert, believe. They said that it's because of mind wandering which is exactly what it sounds like. And I, for one, know that I'm a huge mind wanderer. I'm constantly thinking about the future or something that I forgot to do or whatever it is. And if you're a mom, chances are you're thinking about a gazillion and one things at once, or as some people say, you have a bunch of tabs open. One of the things they suggest is that you figure out how to manage those things so that your mind isn't wandering all the time. Now, this is not something that you can get rid of. You don't want to get rid of it completely because it actually is natural to be a mind wanderer, but there's healthy balance, obviously. And I I agree with that to some degree, but I think that there's a lot of factors that play into it. So I, I do think that, you know, there is that fear of missing out. There is that you know, obviously the mind wandering and there is, you know, things with technology that 
will keep us from paying attention to falling asleep. But I think that everything comes with a healthy balance. I was watching this PBS documentary called Hacking Your Mind a couple years ago, and it was about just that, like our attention and our influence and how we tend to believe that we are multitaskers. But what we're actually doing is we're doing, it's, it's more sequential. So we're not, instead of us doing things at the same time, which is not often, we are doing a little bit of one thing in, in like every few minutes. So think about that. Think about, you know, the times where you have tried to make dinner and also feed the baby at the same time and also sort the laundry at the same time and also watch your favorite show at the same time. We're not giving any of those four things 100%. What we're doing is we're bouncing between the four of those things. And so could also make us more tired faster because again, just making decisions makes us tired and having our attention pulled in different directions makes us tired. But it also doesn't allow us to be in the present, which is what the mind wandering is about. So a few things, because I know that I just unloaded a lot on you guys is to um, basically just slow down slow down a little bit in your thought process and slow down a little bit in what it is that you're doing and try to just pay attention at the task at hand. And when that task is to go to sleep, solely pay attention on that. Some other things that can help in terms of just like a solution is I personally have not tried this. I think that it's a good idea, but there are security softwares out there and some of them are built into your device and some of them are external and so for example like if you're somebody who has looked up sleep deprivation then all of a sudden you may be getting ads for sleep aids and what those softwares do is they make it harder for for that sort of information to be sold to people who may be selling sleep aids so you may want to consider getting some sort of security software. The one thing that I love personally is on my cell phone, I have, or smartphone, because I don't know if anyone says cell phone anymore, but on my smartphone, I have an iPhone. There's the focus features. Sorry if you're an Android user. I don't know if you have those things. Hopefully you do. If not, I'm sure there's apps that will act in the same way, but with the focus features, take advantage of that. Seriously. Like, Right now I have mine divided into do not disturb for the night. I'll set it up where it does it automatically puts a do not disturb on from 10 p.m. up until 7 a.m. And then what I can do on that too is like set it up so that only certain people can get through to me. So the only people that can reach me when I have that on are my mom, my sister, my brother, and obviously Josh. So you know, consider having that set up. And the other thing is that you don't have to only do it for sleep. You can have one for when you're working, for when you um, have personal time. So say you go and get a massage, you can, you know, set it up for then or for whatever it is that you're trying to prioritize. And it won't send you any notifications and things like that. And speaking of notifications, consider turning off your notifications. Initially, I 
was having a hard time doing this because I felt like if I didn't have my notifications on for Gmail or for uh, other work things that I would miss something. But what it's forced me to do is to leave work in my office. So if I really need to, you know, be on the lookout for an email or a message on Slack or something like that, I have to be in my office. And if I'm in my office and I'm working, it's just one of those things where it's made me say, okay, this space is for this. We're having the notifications turn off. It doesn't allow me to get distracted by something that may come in for work when I'm not technically working. Now, I can still check it on my phone if I need to you know, be on the move. But at that point, it's an active decision of mine instead of one that is being fed to me. The other thing that I did um, recently is I started unsubscribing to all of these um, email groups that I was a part of. Some of them, you know, people get your email address and they sign you up for for stuff that you didn't mean to sign up for and whatever. That can't always be in your control. But there were some, for example, with like Facebook or LinkedIn, they'll send you an email about everything that's happening with everyone you know on all of those platforms. And I'm like, I don't care that this person that I don't know is celebrating their work anniversary. It doesn't really have anything to do with me. Good for them, but I I don't know them, so I'm not going to say anything. So what I did is I turned off certain notifications. It's like, I don't, I don't need to know that, you know, I don't even know when I started certain jobs. And I think that uh, a lot of the times what these social medias do is they make you place value in things that aren't necessarily valuable to you. And so I personally do not care or need to know those things. And so I've been more selective about what I am subscribed to. This is my personal favorite and it's worked for me plenty of times. It's gotten me in trouble with my mom a couple of times too, but... (laughs) I would say leave your phone in another room. If you leave your phone in another room, you just forget that it's there. And you know, you know where it's at if you need it for an emergency, but you just you forget that you have a phone and that there is something that can distract you and it does allow you to be more in the present and to not do that mind wandering that these uh, psychologists talked about. So I would highly suggest that you leave your phone in another room. Even if it's just for an hour, it kind of gives you a chance to just have a moment for yourself, whether that moment is spent reading a book or doing your hair or your nails or whatever it is that you want to do. And then uh, the other thing is like, just communicate with your family and your friends, you know, when you're busy try to coordinate times with them. You don't necessarily have to like be strict and schedule, um, you know, a perfect time to talk to them and things like that. But if you know that you're, that you're going to be doing something that you'd rather not get caught in the middle of talking to somebody on the phone while you're in that activity, then I would say, you know, just let people know like, Hey, I am going out for a drive with my husband and my child. I am, you know, planning to record my podcast. I'm planning to write. I'm planning to read. I'm planning to take a bath. Whatever it is that you're going to do, feel free to communicate that with your family and friends so that they know, look, Brittany's taking a bath. 
I'm not going to bother her. And then one of the other things that really helps me get a good night's sleep as well is obviously, um, you know, doing something about the devices. This is still a work in progress. Actually, all of these are a work in progress for me. None of it's perfect. And it's not easy to change certain habits so that you can follow all of these things or to take a moment to sit down and implement all of these things. But even if you're doing like one or two, it does make a difference in how you um, sleep and how you give your attention to sleep. And so um, something that I was actively doing that not only helped me, but it helped Savannah as well, who had been sleeping great, by the way, for at least a few days. We're kind of off track a little bit again, but it's okay. I took those few days and I was like, yes. But I would say, you know, read instead of getting on your devices. And one of the things that I love to do with Savannah is read with her. She loves books, loves them. Obviously, she doesn't know how to read them. But every time I turn the page, she does this little, ah, ah. Like she's surprised by every page and just every drawing that comes up. And we pretty much read the same four books every night. But it's one of those things where it, it helps for me to let her know like, hey, we are calming down now. We're about to go to bed without us totally like turning off entertainment. And it also allows me to get into a, hey, you're calming down. You're going to go to bed now (laughs) without completely turning off the entertainment. So I'd say try reading instead of being on your devices or watching TV. And again, you know, not a perfect thing for even my household, but something that I noticed definitely helps. The other thing is that as moms, we tend to give ourselves the longest list of things to do every single day. And then we get mad when we didn't finish the whole list or when we didn't finish even half of the list. And then we get into, am I even doing anything with my day and blah, 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 blah. We can be our toughest critics when it comes to our list of things to do. So something that I've been working on is not setting myself up for failure. So what that means is I set two goals for myself. I set one big one a day and I set one small one a day. And that big one is as big as I want to make it. And that small one is as small as I want to make it. And sometimes the big one is on the smaller side. And sometimes the small one is so small, it only takes me a minute. So you can decide how big or small you want it to be. But for example, my big things for today were to file my taxes or to start filing my taxes, I should say. And my one small task that I haven't done yet, but I'm going to do when I'm done recording this podcast is scooping the cat's litter box. Now, both of those things are going to be done before the day is over with. And I'll feel pretty good about it because those were the only two major things that I gave myself for today. And I said, hey, I have to get these done. And I know that they will get done. And it's realistic for me and that I can, you know, go to sleep tonight without feeling like, dang, there's a whole kitchen of dishes. (laughs) So... I went through all of this to say, you know, prioritize your sleep and, you know, to gain your attention back and not only just your attention to going to sleep and having good sleep habits, but the other way around as well. If we sleep well, then we're more attentive the next day. Our brains um, need sleep. You know, when we don't sleep, it messes with our prefrontal cortex. Sorry, I'm getting a little bit sciencey on you. And, um, what that's in charge of is our judgment and our attention and our mood. And, you know, these are all things that we want to 
be healthy and so that we can be there for our little ones. So prioritize your sleep and pay attention to the things that are going to help you get to sleep. So I want to end this with saying, take a deep breath An affirmation. I know I did. I'm an awesome mom last time. And you know, I am like, it doesn't hurt to say it again. I'm an awesome mom. You're an awesome mom too. So say it. I am an awesome mom. And uh, make sure that you do something for yourself today. I went to the dentist and got my teeth cleaned. And I'm going to have to have oral surgery, which I already knew about. So it's actually not that big of a deal. But I'm going to actually talk about that more for next month's topic, which is change, because I have always had good teeth. And now that I've been pregnant and have birthed a baby, she took all that calcium and my teeth are not what they used to be. So <laughs> we're going to talk about change next month. And it's a big one for me because Savannah's also turning a year old which makes me so sad because she's growing so fast, but it also makes me really proud of how Josh and I are raising her and that she is loved and that she loves us. And, you know, we're just so proud to be her parents. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mom Homie. Look out for the next episode in two weeks. And... If you, you know, want a little bit more of Mom Homie in between, feel free to go on to momhomie.com and catch up on any of the blogs. They come out every Wednesday. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so long as the notifications aren't keeping you awake. Take care.